section seventy of the inheritance by susan edmundston ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume two chapter thirty six for my part i think there is nothing so secret that shall not be brought to light within the world burnett mrs st clair's nerves almost failed her when she found herself alone with lindsay for the first time since their meeting in the wood but then the reflection that the secret connected with that scene was for ever buried in the deep or what was still deeper her own heart recalled her self-possession and without betraying any fear or hesitation she began it must doubtless appear extraordinary to you that i should have allowed so much time to elapse without giving you the eclaircissement which you must naturally have expected which i was promised said lindsay emphatically true you were so but my own illness the subsequent events which have taken place in the family rendered the performance of such a promise for a time impracticable since then it has become unnecessary the person who was the cause of so much needless alarm to my daughter and myself is no more he has perished at sea you must have observed in a late newspaper the detail of the shipwreck and probably drew from it the same conclusion that the wrong-headed infatuated man who had caused us so much annoyance had met his fate yes so far i did conjecture but the circumstances which seemed to have placed lady rossville and you so completely in the power of such a man you surely do not mean to leave these to conjecture it is certainly not every one on whose candour and liberality and charity i could place such reliance as to leave a shadow of doubt on their minds which it was in my power to clear away but when i balance on the one hand the painful task i should have to perform in recurring to past events in disturbing the ashes of the departed in harrowing up my own feelings by recalling the unmerited obloquy the poverty and privations my unfortunate husband was doomed to endure in consequence of his ill-fated attachment to me can i ought mine to be the hand to tear aside the veil in which his errors are now for ever shrouded on the other what have i to dread from a nature so honourable and candid as yours one which i believe to be as incapable of suspecting evil as of committing it i fear you give me credit for an extent of virtue i do not possess said lindsay gravely for i must freely confess that i have received impressions of so unfavourable a nature that i find all my charity quite insufficient to dispel them surely then justice is due to the living as well as tenderness to the dead you say true and rather than that my daughter should suffer in your estimation mrs st clair stopped and sighed yet i flattered myself that with the thousand opportunities i have lately afforded you of gaining a thorough insight into her character and of witnessing the almost childish openness of her disposition you would ere now have been enabled from your own knowledge of her an infinitely surer criterion than a mother's commendation to have acquitted her of all culpability in this unfortunate occurrence ambiguous as it may appear my suspicions do not in the least degree attach to lady rossville cried lindsay warmly i could stake my life on the purity of her mind and conduct but-but you distrust me 
well be it so since my daughter does not suffer i am satisfied let mine be the obloquy only let me screen from reproach the memory of a husband i am little used to disguise my sentiments said lindsay and the present occasion i think warrants my expressing them very plainly you must excuse me then when i say that i can scarcely conceive any motive so powerful as to induce a mother to endanger her own and her daughter's reputation i have twice seen lady rossville insulted had i possessed the power she should certainly have been under other protection before now mrs st clair coloured deeply and struggled for some moments to retain her composure but she succeeded and resumed i was aware that such must be your opinion and mortifying as it is i shall make no attempt to change it at present hereafter perhaps you may do me greater justice in the meantime it is my determination to resign the guardianship of my daughter into other hands it is my wish and that of lady rossville that mr lindsay would accept this trust the strongest proof we can either of us give of our own self-respect as well as our confidence and esteem for him mr lindsay's emotion at this proposal did not escape mrs st clair's piercing observation and she secretly hoped he might decline the proposal but after a few minutes consideration he said i accept of the trust and hope i may be enabled to discharge it faithfully but i cannot take the whole responsibility of such an office there must be other guardians appointed my daughter insists upon my acting also in that capacity although it was my wish to have delegated the office entirely to others to my brother for instance or my nephew major waddell or any other of the county gentlemen she would name but she is immovable on that point so we have only to consider hereafter who it will be proper to make choice of meanwhile allow me to consider you as the actual guardian of my daughter and as such anxious to cooperate with me in all that is for her advantage and mrs st clair went over pretty much the same ground she had done before in painting the anticipated miseries of her union with colonel delmore aggravated too by his late evasive conduct the whole concluding with had his absence been prolonged but for a few months this childish fancy would have passed away a more rational and more enduring attachment would have taken its place already i sometimes flattered myself the work was begun and she sighed as she fixed her eyes on lindsay whose changing expression and varying colour spoke the feelings he would not for worlds have uttered and now what is to be done separated they must be and that without delay for while they are suffered to remain together his influence will prevail over every other already his ascendancy is obvious every day every hour spent together will only serve to strengthen it my authority singly will be of no avail to counteract it but you possess weight and influence with gertrude which i have neither the right nor the inclination to use at present rashness and violence can serve no purpose but to increase opposition rely upon lady rossville's promise not to marry and lindsay's voice faltered a little as he said it till she is of age in the meantime treat her with openness and confidence these will prove firmer holds than bolts or bars with a nature such as hers suffer her mind to expand and her judgment to mature suffer the slow but gradual process of mental elucidation to go on let her see others perhaps as gifted as colonel delmore and leave her free to form her own opinions and draw her own conclusions perhaps when she knows him better she will learn to value him less but any attempt to force a mind such as hers against its own bent will never succeed you may gall and fret her temper but you will not change 
or at least improve her nature and i never will consent to any measures of the kind this was very contrary to what mrs st clair had anticipated she had flattered herself that he would have caught eagerly at the bait thrown out and would have been ready to assist her in any scheme she might have suggested for the separation of the lovers but lindsay's mind was much too noble and generous to allow any selfish considerations for a moment to sway him even where the temptation was most powerful he had no base passions to gratify neither envy nor jealousy nor revenge and consequently his decisions were always just and upright but it was far otherwise with mrs st clair and she was provoked and disappointed at having failed to stimulate him to co-operate with her in the violent measures she had projected she was aware however that it would be in vain to oppose the countess and him together and she was therefore obliged to yield an unwilling assent for the present lady rossville was now summoned to the conference and the result was that lord millbank and mr alexander black should be requested to accept the office of joint guardians along with mrs st clair and mr lindsay as there are now no secrets amongst us gertrude said her mother in her most ostentatious manner waving her hand to mr lindsay i may inform you that it has been agreed upon by mr lindsay and myself that colonel delmore shall be permitted to remain here for the present on the footing of any other guests such is the confidence we both place in your good sense and propriety lady rossville blushed to the forehead at this extraordinary address and both lindsay and she turned away their eyes from each other it would be a strange assumption of brief authority in me said he were i to presume to interfere with lady rossville in the choice of her guests and with a slight inclination of the head he quitted the room what a load has been taken from my mind by this arrangement said mrs st clair with a sigh which rather belied her words and now gertrude love will you order the carriage or shall i we must pay some visits in particular we must go to my brother's mr lindsay has promised to ride to lord millbank's this morning and settle matters with him he is a stupid man but it seems he is a relation of yours and understands business so he may do very well as for your uncle it is proper you should see him yourself i don't think you have been at bellevue since lord rossville's death but this morning is so delightful it would be a sin to waste it on a dull drive to bellevue a much worse one might serve equally well for that purpose and there are a thousand things i have to do to-day i must see what progress has been made with my rustic bridge whether the terrace walk has yet been begun how speeds my bower if my flower knots are arranging according to rule apropos mamma what a lack of shrubs and flowers are here i must have quantities immediately not a day must be lost i must have clouds of dropping roses to meet this ethereal mildness and do all honour to this gentlest of gentle springs don't be a fool gertrude or at least remember there is a time for all things even for folly the present belongs to more important subjects than building baby houses and dressing dolls well mamma pray manage them as you will but leave me at liberty to have a walk to-day and who pray is to be your escort in this important survey lady rossville blushed and hesitated then in a faint voice said anybody mamma but lady rossville is not to ramble all over the country with anybody or everybody said her mother sarcastically i will have no clandestine meetings remember clandestine repeated the countess no with my own guests and relations why should i have recourse to clandestine measures my intention was to walk with colonel delmore but since it is your desire that i should accompany you i will do so and she rose to ring the bell and order the carriage when the movement was arrested by hearing the sound of wheels 
crisping the gravel as they rolled slowly round to the grand entrance ah there are my aunts exclaimed lady rossville i wrote yesterday to invite them but i scarcely looked for them so soon i must fly to welcome them and in an instant she was on the outer steps of the entrance ready to assist her aunt mary herself End of section seventy